Well, yesterday at uh, St. Mary's and at St. Hyacinth's, I spoke about uh, the importance of the corporal works of mercy. And Lent is a time for us to uh, be thinking about and practicing putting into effect various uh, disciplines that are, um, you know, chastise the body. So we have things that um, we think especially of abstinence and fasting and all of those sorts of disciplines um, that we impose in, uh, on ourselves personally are very important, and um, this is this is something they're they're really essential. You can't do without them. But uh, in addition to those sorts of uh, disciplines and practices, um, it's very important. And the Bible and the Church uh, have always very clearly taught that uh, works of mercy towards others are. Uh, of also essential importance in addition to things like fasting. And so Lent is always a time for us to be thinking about those things. In a certain sense, the, the corporal works of mercy are harder, uh, in, in a certain sense, than the bodily disciplines because they, uh, the, the bodily disciplines can sometimes turn into a very uh, self-oriented activity. Uh, whereas the corporal works of mercy, it's, it's harder, <laughs> almost impossible, much harder for, for sure, for those to sort of devolve into this kind of, um, self-gratifying activity because you're, you, you're serving other people. You're thinking about other people and you're focused on other people. And this is what we're, we see in the prophet Isaiah. So, uh, this text from yesterday talked about, um, those who are involved in fasting and they have ashes. You know, which is very appropriate because we just did Ash Wednesday. But yet these people who are involved in these activities are uh, still displeasing to God because of their lack of uh, justice and charity towards their neighbor. And that same theme continues on here in the prophet Isaiah. Now, I'm going to sort of focus on that and talk about that, but I, I want to dovetail something else into it. I'm preparing right now for my homily tonight for the anticipatory mass and tomorrow for Sunday, I'm going to talk about the nature of the devil's temptation in our life and the, the nature of the devil's deception, how, how the devil goes about deceiving people and uh, how to avoid being deceived by the devil. And uh, tonight the emphasis is going to be on the virtue of faith and how faith is absolutely essential to, um, to this battle. Uh, against unseen forces of evil. And if you, if you, uh, contravene anything that has been revealed to us by God, you're, you're opening yourself up to satanic deception. And you already are deceived and you're going to be all that much more deceived and you're going to end up down the wrong path. It's going to lead you to, to hell. So that's essentially what I'm going to be speaking about, um, tomorrow. Uh, and, and this evening. But I would say another way of avoiding deception of the devil is through corporal works of mercy towards others. If we look at Isaiah here today, a very interesting passage, it says, uh, um, if you bestow your bread on the hungry and satisfy the afflicted, so forth and so on, then light shall rise for you in the darkness and the gloom shall become for you like midday. So there's this thing, of, there's this theme of darkness, and uh, that's what the devil does in our life. He immerses us in darkness, 
so that we're confused and we don't know the straight path. We might, we might have a kind of a false sense of security, a kind of a subjective, uh, overconfidence, uh, that we're doing the right thing, uh, but it's very inflated and hollow and false, ultimately. And it really is just darkness, even though it might seem to be, um, a path of light and clarity and truth. It's really just darkness. And, uh, but we see though, <clears throat> that darkness, that deception, um, of the devil is dispelled by bestowing our bread upon the hungry, removing from our midst oppression, false accusation, malicious, malicious speech. God dwells, uh, nowhere more fully than in love and in charity. And that's what the corporal works of mercy are. And when we practice those, we're, we're living in the path of light. St. John says, if you walk in the light as he is in the lights, you have fellowship. We have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So there's a kind of a luminosity and a transparency and a light, lightsomeness that enters into our life. When we walk in the light, when to, to walk in the light is to walk according to charity. And it, it's, it's one of the best insurance policies against being deceived by the devil. So that's just kind of by way of pre- preview for what I'm going to be preaching on tonight. And I'll uh, remind everybody, as I did yesterday, is I've got a nice list here of the, corp- the seven corporal works of mercy and practical suggestions about how to actually carry those out. This is taken from the United States uh, Bishop's website. It's a very good um, little uh, review of, of practical suggestions on how to actually do the seven uh, corporal works of mercy. And ironically enough, I guess uh, our seminarian Jeff Chichester is going to be giving a retreat on these on this very list. I didn't know it. We both came across the same resource, um, uh, you know, unintentionally. So he's going to be giving a retreat on them, and I've preached on them yesterday and today, and it's very much worth. Uh, talking about and going over. So there's uh, printouts on the back of the table there where you have the St. Pellegrine um, uh, devotions.